So how did the people in the Torah live so long? So a quick reading of the Torah shows that many of the stories the Torah tells of ancient people more than 3,000 years ago are very realistic. There are miracles that are maybe not things that we're used to experiencing. But most of the stories, really, you read the Torah and you see they're humans just like us. They seem to have similar um, human reactions, similar human emotions, interactions, as, as we would recognize. But one thing that is very not, uh, doesn't fit our um, current experience is people appear to live abnormally long lives. This is particularly true at the very beginning, in the first couple chapters of the Torah, which describes the length of, in chapter 5, it describes the length of each of the ten generations from Adam to Noah. Adam himself lived an unbelievable 930 years. Now, before he ate from the tree of knowledge, it didn't say that he was, our sages say, he was not going to die at all. He only brought about death when he ate from the tree of knowledge. But he still got another 930 years after that. His son Chase, or Seth, lives for 912 years. And each of the next names listed, their children goes through each generation, each live for over 900 years or almost 900 years, with the exception of one, Chanoch, with the longest of them being Mesushelach, Metushelach, or Methuselah in English, who lives a 969 years, the longest of that entire group. So they all seem to live very, very long. This goes all the way to Noah. Noah himself lives 950 years. So this is all much longer than 900 years. Now, in the reading of this week's Parsha, Noah, we get the years of the generations from Noah himself until Abraham. So Noah himself, we said, lived for 950 years. His son, Shame, lives for 600 years. Quite a lot less. His grandson, whose name is Arpachshad, lives for 438 years. And the numbers keep going down, 400, 300, until it gets to Abraham's father, Terach, lives 205 years significantly shorter, still much longer than what we would ever imagine a person living, but significantly shorter than, um, than they were living before that. Abraham, we're told, um, this is going forward in the part in the Torah, 100, lives 175 years. His wife, Sarah, lives for 127 years. Um, his son, Yishmael, lives 137. Yitzchak Isaac lives 180. Jacob lives 147. Joseph lives 110. Levi Levi lives 137. Not everyone's numbers. These are the ones whose number, whose age is given to us. Moses later, we're told, lived 120 years. While his older brother Aaron, who died a few months before him, lived 123 years. And they had an even older sister, Miriam, who died a few months before them, lived even longer than that. We don't know the exact number, but she lives even longer than 123 years. It's not till really later in Scripture, after the death of Moses, and Joshua lives 110, but after that, it's not really until after that that we see people living normal lives. 70 years, 80 years, that was a normal life span. Is, that, um, is there a frame of reference of what a year is the same as what That's a very good question. Is there a frame of reference of what a year lives? Excellent point, and I will get to that in just a moment. So this all raises the question, how did they live so long? If we were to believe, and we do believe, that the stories of the Torah are true, as Jews, central to Judaism, is that the Torah is true, not just it was given to us by God, but it's, if it, well, if it was given to us by God, its words are true. How we know the Torah is true is a subject of another class, but we believe the stories are true, um, including the details, so then that would mean we would have to accept the truth of the 
years reported by the Torah, all of which are significantly longer than anyone who we've ever come across, living much, much longer lives. I mean, they're living till 900 years. You think about it. You hit 500 and you go through a midlife crisis. <laughs> now, to be clear, there's nothing logically wrong with people living that long. Um, and it doesn't go against any of the fundamental laws of physics or biology. While we don't have any mammals today that live anywhere close to that, um, some live over a hundred. We have some mammals, not too many, but um, there are other plants that definitely live thousands of years. Um, there are certain, um, certain, uh, certain other things like sponge fish and certain things that can live, seem to live a very, very long life. Um, although we may not be certain exactly how long. Um, so there are definitely things in biology that live for very, very long lives. Theoretically, it may well be possible for humans to live such long lives, not in our current state, but it could at least in theory be possible. Um, the challenge is not that it is theoretically impossible, but it doesn't conform with our normal experience. It doesn't match humans as we know them. Most people today live on an average, I think the average lifespan today is in the high 70s, 78, 79, um, is the, I think that's life expectation in this country. I think it's still under 80. It's still under 80, the life expectancy. So it's above 80? Okay, I may be wrong. So if we're lucky, we get to 90 or even to 100. And that's a lifespan that's really stood throughout most of recorded history, about 3,000 years of recorded, you know, of strong recorded history that we have. Lifespans were really about the same. Now, I know they tell you sometimes that lifespans were once much shorter. What they mean over there is average lifespans were shorter because many people died as children. Until about 150 years ago, majority of children didn't make it to adulthood. So because of that, averages were much shorter than they are today. But it was still normal throughout history for people to make it to their 80s, 90s, or even 100. It was rarer because most people didn't even make it to adulthood. It was less common, but... It was still normal in society for it to have people in their 80s, 90s, or even 100. So definitely the normal kind of lifespan of a person who lived a full life and didn't die young has always been um, in late 70s, early 80s. So it's theoretically possible for people to live that long. It clearly doesn't happen today. And body, our bodies today are definitely not capable of it. Our cells begin to degenerate. Um, over time and at a certain point um, they're just not up to par to be able to keep our body functioning. Um, different people is uh, somewhat different um, but it does change. Somebody just posted that life expectancy now um, has dropped from 79.9 years to 79.1. Thank you. Thank you Miguel. The averages are longer, um, and we'll be able to get, again, people, the high 70s, early 80s is kind of the average for people that today, the people that live a full life, but many people, that's average. Many people make it into 90s, or even many people make it well over 100. It always existed, people over 100. It just used to be much less common. So the getting back to our question, how did they live so long? Did they live so long? So one common answer that is given is, perhaps the years mentioned in the Torah are not years as we know them today, but they were much shorter years. When we say a year today, we mean a solar year, a full solar cycle, 365 and a quarter days. Now, what if before Noah, they used only lunar months. They didn't have solar years. 
So they called a month, a, what we call a month, they called a year. They used moon cycles. A moon cycle is about 29 and a half days. So they called them years. So then they would have 12 of those for each of our years. So 900 years, if you divide by 12, would be 75. That gives a pretty fairly normal lifespan. In the days of the founders of Judaism, well, that wouldn't work anymore when you speak about Abraham living 175 years and, and Moses living 120 years. Well, maybe then the years mentioned were half years. Half years were each year that we would say, so then Moses was not 120, but 60. They wandered the desert not for 40 years, but for 20 years. They... Um, uh, the Abraham lived not 175, but he would have then lived 87.5 years. Mm -hmm. So this suggestion was actually offered a very, very long time ago, um, well over a thousand years ago, and it actually wasn't originally offered by Jewish scholars. It was the, this suggest, these suggestions were originally offered by Christian scholars. For some reason, Christian scholars seem to be much more bothered by the long lifespans in scripture than the Jewish scholars were. So one of our great Jewish thinkers, um, Don Yitzchak Abarbanel, who um, lived in the um, early 1500s um, and wrote one of the classical commentaries on the Torah, he quotes, he says there are Christian scholars that offer this answer. And he rejects this answer for multiple reasons. And I think he's, as far as I know, the first Jewish scholar to actually quote this answer from Christian scholars, and um, which, generally, which generally Jewish scholars don't quote Christian scholars at all too much, but I guess he heard it, and he rejects it. And uh, similarly, every Jewish scholar, till fairly recently that I know of, has rejected this for a number of reasons. Firstly, it would have to be consistent. If years were, if years were really months, then that would have to be consistent. How would you then explain the gradual drop from Noah to Abraham dropping from Noah's son Shem lived 600 years and then it goes down to 400 and then down to 300 and then down to 200. How would you explain that? If you do the 200 divided by 12, right, that gives you less than 20 years. That doesn't work, right? So it becomes then very inconsistent. How did their year slowly get longer? over generations, and in the Torah's list, each generation is counting years differently? That doesn't make sense. Even more problematic, when the Torah gives us the numbers of the first ten generations, the people who all lived 900 years plus, except for uh, Hanukkah, except for one person. That's so when the Torah gives us that list. Along with their ages and how old they were when they die, the Torah also gives us another detail about each of these ten men. It tells us how old they were when their son, the next generation to Noah, was born, so that we can count the years and know when Noah was born, 1056 after Adam, and when the flood was 1656 after Adam. So it gives us the year of when the next generation was born. So... If we look at the years, Adam, who lived 930 years, has his son Shase, Seth, at 130. Now, if you're dividing 930 by 12 to get you to a normal 75 or 77-year lifespan, then you'd have to divide 130 by 12. That would put Adam at 10 years old when his son was born. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> you got a problem the other way. Seth has his son Enosh at 105. He lives to 912. But he has his own son at 105. If you divide it by 12, he's having his son. He's even less. He's nine, eight years old. That doesn't make sense either. And in fact, every single one, with the exception of Noah, have their children at under 200 years. So they would have had to be, or uh, sorry, at, they, at under 140 years, or under what would have been a reasonable age of puberty to even be able to have children if you're dividing by 12. So clearly the dividing by 12 does not work, at least that theory.
Furthermore, in the story of the flood, the Torah gives us details. How long on the, in this month it began, second month it began, in this month it ended, in this month the, the, ark, the, bega- the ark rested on the top of the mountain, this month they uh, uh, removed the cover of the ark, in this month Noah exited exactly a year. The second, he, he entered the second month and he exited the second month exactly a year later. It gives us month details. Clearly they had months. It doesn't call them years. Clearly they have months. First month, second month, third month, which is the way biblical months are counted before we had names for the months. So they had the same counting of the months. Counting months for what? For the year. First month of the year, second month of the year, going all the way to the twelfth month of the year. So clearly a year then was twelve months. Moving on to Moses who lives 120 years, it can't be that his years were really half years. The Torah is very clear. It gives us dates. Dates for the Exodus. Dates for when they arrived here. Dates for when they arrived there. Months. The month. And each month is called first month, second month, third month. And days of the month. So clearly years were years as we know it. In fact, we don't find any evidence anywhere in Scripture that a year should be anything other than a solar year as we know. So, And we have a word for month in Hebrew. Chodesh. Chodesh means month. Shana means year. And the Torah, when it gives us the number of years, says this is how many years they lived. And it gives, by each one, it says Shana, years, which is the Hebrew term for years. So while that answer has been suggested time and again, clearly that answer doesn't resolve the question. Suggesting that the years were not real years only creates more problems than it resolves. And it clearly does not resolve the the problem, the question. Marla, yes. So my grandmother said that when her babies were born, that, that either she or the doctor, whoever decided to deliver them, went eight pounds, ten pounds, you know, they, they had no scale. So could it be that these people were just approximating the month? I mean, it felt like a month, so they called it a month. You know, it felt like a year. I mean, it, there were 12 of them, so it made a year. But they were all approximations. But we have months and we have dates of months. On the the flood, we're told, started the second month on the 17th day of the month. The flood ended on the second month on the 27th day of the month. A year and 11 days later. And so we're giving months and dates. They had calendars fairly early. Solar eclipses are not all that common. Sorry? A fountain of youth, yes. Is there some water or something? <laughs> so we're back to our question. How did they live long, so long? Again, it is not theoretically impossible, but it does not fit with humans that we know for all of recorded history for the last 3,000 years. Um, what we have of records of history, it's not the humans we know don't live that long. Um, theoretically, could mammals live? Mammals, there are mammals that live much longer than humans. Um, but, and theoretically, could we leave, live up to 900 years? Um, it's theoretically possible. Again, our, our, current, um, our current nature, like our current reality doesn't allow for that and we haven't seen it. But it still raises the question, should are we really, could it really be that they lived so long? So many Jewish scholars, of course, address this question and deal with the question. It's one of those age-old questions, going back to when the Torah was given. So Maimonides, in his book called Guide to the Perplexed, which is a book that deals with a lot of questions of Jewish faith, um, he deals with this question. And he suggests, you know, back then, most people lived normal lifespans, just like us. They were regular humans. They lived 70, 80 years, 90 years, the way normal humans do. But these people specifically that the Torah mentions, only these handful of people mentioned by the Torah, they were unique. Everyone was living 70 years, and Adam lived 900. And Methuselah lived 969. These people live, Noah lived 950. These people live longer, but it was very, very rare. Most people did not. They were living 10 times longer than most people would live. 
Why were these people different? He offers two suggestions. His first is they must have kept themselves very, very healthy. They ate the right things. They acted right. They were able to live very, very long. His second suggestion is that it was miraculous. The first one, to be honest, is very hard to explain. There is no shortage of people who eat very healthy and exercise and live long. Some people do live long, but don't live longer than 122 years, I think, is the max that is recorded in modern history. Um, possible that over history people have lived a little longer than that, but nothing significantly longer. It would be very, very rare um, for people to live significantly longer. Um, so, uh, so, so if people don't go much longer, it's hard to imagine how they found the cure and we can't see. Maybe, maybe they knew what foods you can eat that will keep you living much, much longer. Um, who knows? But um, it's hard to, hard to imagine. The second answer, the second answer that it was miraculous. These few people, God made a miracle for them and made them live much longer. Well, that's hard to argue with. If we believe in the Torah, the Torah repeatedly, and we do, and the Torah repeatedly describes um, different miracles that happened, the ten plagues, the exodus from Egypt, the manna, there were many great miracles described in the Torah. Uh, we believe that God sometimes breaks the laws of nature and makes unnatural things happen. And so God did so in this instance as well. God made God made unnatural things happen and they lived very long. The question would not be, can God do it? But then the question would be, why did God do it? Why would God make people live so long? So one Jewish medieval scholar, Rav David Kimchi, known as Radak, he was a French scholar who lived in the 12th century. He says that at that point, society was very, very small. We just started. There weren't a lot of people. And we didn't know very much. Today, a lot of things seem very obvious to us. But we don't realize that it is accumulated wisdom. Humanity over history has developed wisdom. Calendars, for example, were developed over time by observing the sun, discovering seasons, discovering months, discovering days. This, we, we, um, agriculture had to plant things, had to grow things, had to raise livestock. A lot of things, they took time, had to mine certain minerals, had to use them, had to develop them. There's a lot of accumulated wisdom that was developed over time. So he suggests that in early history, humans did not have a lot of accumulated human wisdom. And there was a need to get up to speed very, very quickly. And if we were to take the Torah's age of humanity, as described in the Torah, 5,783 uh, years old, and how we get to that number, and whether that number's, how that number fits with modern science, are both discussions of, we did once a class on how we got to the number of years we got to, and we once did a class on, um, on uh, creation and evolution. But without getting into the details, but if we were to accept that number, then it means humanity developed extremely, extremely quickly. And they were very quick. They were using tools, right? They were using um, iron and copper tools, with, well, copper first, uh, bronze first. They were using bronze tools, right, within a thousand or two thousand years um, of humanity developing. It's very quick. And there's not a lot of people around even to, to figure all this stuff out. And so... The, therefore, of David Kimchi suggests that God gave certain people, certain wise people, very, very long lives. And that gave one of the challenges with wisdom is that we accumulated over many generations. So each person needs to spend many years studying, any expert in a field spends many years studying and learning the accumulated wisdom to be able to build on accumulated wisdom. But if somebody already has wisdom, then they're able to continue to develop and grow much, much, much faster.
once they already have the known wisdom. And so therefore, God allowed them to live for many, many years in order to build that accumulated human wisdom very, very quickly to get humanity and civilization going. One particular thing that he points out is astronomy. Humans figured out astronomy very, very quickly. We needed to understand seasons for planting. We needed to know the years. We figured out that the solar year is just under 365 and a quarter days very, very early on. Um, in fact, some of the earliest wisdom, when you see what ancient Greeks, for example, had in astronomy, it's mind-boggling what they had, the ancient Egyptians, what they knew astronomical. Um, they, and they you know, had scholars who had figured out um, the solar system, the planets, the, the moon cycles, um, and all these things were all figured out fairly early on. Now, he points out, in order to figure out astronomy, in order to figure out, say, the solar cycle, you have to sit and watch sundials and watch the sun and sit and stare at the stars for years. Stars are moving very slowly, right? To, um, you know, to figure out where the stars are, and they use stars for navigation in ancient times, until um, fairly recently, actually, um, they use stars for navigation. To figure all that out, um, you need to spend a long time staring at the sky because it moves very, very, very slowly. In fact, you've got to spend years, decades, centuries to figure this stuff out. If you've got to accumulate this wisdom over, over, over many, many generations, it would be much harder than a single person doing it in their lifetime. So therefore, God allowed people to live 900 years, some people to live 900 years, and these people lived 900 years, and that then allowed at least these people to develop this wisdom, particularly to come up with astronomy, and that is how we developed human knowledge. So that's his explanation. The Ten people mentioned until Noah, Noah being the tenth. Um, another nine people mentioned to Abraham. Then we have Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob. But was it these people that studied the stars? How do you know they didn't study the stars? Well, I mean, not to the extent that would be necessary to come up with those calculations. How do you know? Someone did. Someone did. Definitely some early ancients studied the stars in very, very great detail. Uh, I mean, what was visible to the naked eye before they had telescopes. But they studied the stars in very great detail and studied it enough to know the movement of the stars and know where the star will be on any given night and be able to use sundials and be able to tell time and be able to make dates and be able to make calendars. And we've been doing this for thousands of years. Long before we knew most other sciences, right? We didn't understand gravity. I mean, we didn't know a lot of some advanced mathematics. Um, but certain things that were very <coughs> necessary, astronomy, we figured out really early on, right? No, but I, what I'm saying is that you mentioned that there's only about 10 people who lived like 900 or so years. Like well, maybe there were a handful more, but it wasn't, in Maimonides' view, it wasn't the norm. God made exceptions for a few people. So, but was it these ten people that um, were so intent on studying stars and things like that? You know, the ones who lived over 900 years. I thought it was just a real handful of people. It's a handful of people. And so it's these people who were astronomers. They were the astronomers. So they were the scholars. The wise people. According In this view of Rabdab Kimpri's suggesting as to why these people, perhaps there were others, but it wasn't the norm. God made a miraculous, we could say miraculous, um, change just for these people in order for humanity to develop quickly. Remember, there also aren't a lot of people, you know, in Noah's days. Noah's just a handful of generations from Adam. How many people, you know, people were destroyed in the flood, but how many were there? Could there even have been a million people then? We don't know. We don't have a number. But how many people could there have been already, right? When you have almost 8 billion people on earth, or maybe we've already hit 8 billion, right? Then among 8 billion people, you're going to have a lot of wise people, right? But if you only have a few thousand, a small population, how many wise people can you even have? Well, you also know kind of what's interesting, like, I'm not sure of the dates, but the, the people of Latin America, or Mexico, they were figured out the, you know, the seasons and the years and all that sort of thing, kind of about the same time as, as we did in, in the Middle 
And we don't know how long, there's some debate as to how long they've been here, but possibly and how much movement back and forth there was. So we may have gotten it from them, who knows. So that's the view of Maimonides. Ramban Nachman is or Moshe ben Nachman, who lived a little after Maimonides, he was a rabbi in Spain. Um, he suggests, and we did a class about him not too long ago, he suggests that back then it wouldn't be logical, it wouldn't be. He, he rejects the notion that only a handful of people miraculously lived longer. He believes that back then all people lived longer lives. That was nature, it wasn't miraculous. It could be all people live longer lives. That was human nature. Humans lived 900 years. That was the normal thing back then. Originally, when God created humans, he created them with the ability to live much longer. We had different cells, different genetic makeup, or perhaps there was a different environment. It may be environmental. Um, and as a result... We, uh, uh, we lived much, much longer lives. Humans lived 900 years. However, following the flood, things changed. And in fact, the Torah tells us um, in chapter 6, and um, the end of last week's Parsha, that um, God says, I'm upset that people have been corrupted, and their days will be 120 years. Uh, now, generally, that's understood to mean um, that I'm going to give them 120 years to change and get better. And in 120 years, if they're not better, I'm going to destroy everything. However, that's the way it's generally understood. However, some commentaries do suggest that maybe it's referring to the human lifespan. I'm going to shorten the human lifespan from the 900-year lifespan down to 120-year max. So therefore... Originally, humans were created to live longer. Our cells were built differently to be able to regenerate and stay fresh or um, build fresh cells um, for much, much, much longer than we... Not age as quickly. We, they still presumably age, but not as quickly um, for, um, for much, much longer. And then as a result of the flood... One of two things happened, or perhaps both. Either humans themselves changed after the flood. Humans, our cell and genetic makeup changed, that our cells can no longer last that long. And it happened slowly. So first it was down to 600, then it was down to 400, then 300, then 200, then 100. It kind of happened slowly over hundreds of many, many generations, slowly humans began to live shorter and shorter lives. Or maybe even the environment changed. Um, and this many, in, there are many other kind of hints to this in the Torah that after the flood, the whole environment changed. Um, that society, the environment that we live in was different um, after the flood. Um, it changed the, the earth as we know it. Um, and one of the impacts of that was um, the degeneration of human cells or mammal cells that we just simply don't live as long as a result. Um, again, the environmental change may have also happened slowly that it may be both human and environmental change that led us to live much shorter. So that is his, that's the Ramban's suggestion. We have therefore two classic responses given to this question in Judaism. We have the rejected answer um, that somehow they weren't real years. That doesn't work, as we pointed out. It doesn't fit with the birth, the dates that they had children, the years they had children. It doesn't fit with the dates um, given in the Torah by month and day of the month uh, in that period as well. Um, but either... Maimonides, we, Maimonides' view that just a handful of people had extra long lives, whether naturally, because they figured out the way to do it, or um, supernaturally, miraculously, God allowed them to live long, perhaps as Rav David Kimchi suggests, in order to allow human knowledge to develop, uh, particularly astronomy. Or, as Ramban suggests, that then people naturally live longer, whether due to different human um, nature, whether different due to environment, maybe due to both, people lived much longer back then, and then gradually 
Um, it, it seems clear from the Torah that the lifespan change happened gradually starting off the flood, but it slowly over hundreds of years and over generations became shorter and shorter and shorter. Is it possible today to make lifespans longer? Is it really possible? So a lot of research has gone in recent years into the possibility of extending human lifespans. Um, there's actually an American Aging Association, which is a group of scientists that work together to try to extend our lifespans. Um, there's an organization that's gotten a lot of press recently, the Methuselah Organization, that um, has raised a huge amount of money to be able to extend our lifespans. Um, they've, they're trying various things, um, perhaps diet, better dieting, perhaps better, um, maybe we could have drugs that can teach cells to live longer or to um, stay healthier um, or to counter the natural degenera degeneration um, or um, even perhaps genetic manipulation. If we can manipulate our genes, um, then we can keep people living much longer. Various discoveries have been made in recent years Although, as far as I know, the no significant factor has been proven yet to change lifespans as we know it. So while people are waiting for it and hoping for it that suddenly we can reverse aging, uh, we haven't yet figured out a way to do it. But it does say um, in Isaiah that in the future times when Mashiach comes, Nar ben shana yamos, a child will be considered a child when they die at 100. So people will live much, much longer lives in the future times when Mashiach will come. So maybe we will bring that back. Yes? Um, it's not, it, when I was a child, it was uncommon for people to live to be 100. It was like a big thing. People would be in the papers and all kinds of stuff. Now it's not such an uncommon It's thing. become much more common. You're absolutely people right. People live over 100. It's become much more common. I know. It's become much more common. There's many reasons for that. Firstly, there's much more people, for one. Secondly, um, the um, children tend not to die. It's rare for children to die now. It used to be more than 50%. Um, and young people don't die as much. So people make it to old age much more than they used to. But still, lifespan still um, is, uh, now that Miguel has enlightened me, um, lifespan, lifespan in the United States is still in the high 70s. Average lifespan. But many people make it much, much higher. Yes? Before the flood, were there plagues or other events that... That's a very good question. Possibly not. Possibly not. Possibly there were no viruses. We don't know. Possibly humans had the ability to overcome bacteria. Um, bacterial infections. We, we don't know. Maybe we had the ability to overcome viruses. We don't know. We don't... The thing is, even without, even if we were to beat back cancer, and even if we were to beat back all viruses, and we've pretty much beaten back bacteria um, with antibiotics today, more or less, even if we were to beat all these things back, um, there's a natural human degeneration that still happens. We still degenerate. Um, and so even without any particular diseases, at a certain age, our, our, our organs begin to fail just because the cells are getting old. And, uh, years ago, my um, brother-in-law, since passed away, had a, is a doctor. And he, he actually had a patient who had some sort of rare disease that caused him to age like five times faster mm -hmm. than normal. So by the time he was in his early 20s, he was like an 80-year-old man. And <clears throat> I think it's very rare. To have that disease, but yeah. the question is, can we reverse that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Marla. Uh, so, you know, the, the Torah doesn't include the entire population, it includes certain people. So maybe there were just maybe the miraculous extended to a few other people. So, like, for example, maybe the people in the Torah weren't the astronomers. They, the astronomers live longer, but they just don't happen to be in the Torah. There maybe have been other people as well that live longer, but yes. But they're just not mentioned. Possibly, they're yes. Not they're not the important right. people 
So mo right, most humans don't get a direct right. mention at the top. You're absolutely right. Most people who lived over a hundred, not everybody, most people that are really not here, they have an Alzheimer's disease, they have no idea what they are, you know. Some don't. Some are still... There's a natural human degeneration that happens, sometimes due to specific identifiable disease, but then at a certain point, the cell, our cells just don't, yeah. aren't as good. You start aging, right? You get old. But isn't a lot of things genetical? Okay, if you look back genetically into your family or whatever mm. like that, a lot's genetical. Possibly, possibly. Maybe sure. Noah just didn't pass on to his kids those oh. long life genes, right? Okay, and then, well, some people don't. It's sometimes gypped. Generation also. also possible. I like yes, and then, then we're going to continue. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, doesn't it say? Doesn't it say that the original human beings were much, much bigger than we are? I don't know. Giants. Maybe that led I don't know. Their... I don't know. It does mention giants, but it doesn't say that all humans were giants. And would that possibly be maybe because they? I don't know. How large the giants were is also a, perhaps another discussion. The, the the Torah appears to speak of a particular tribe, the Rafa'im, that it keeps coming back to, this one tribe of very, very large humans that were kind of not the norm. Um, sorry? It mentions it. It does mention it, yes. So why did, if we assume that people were living longer back then, why did Hashem make it that people originally lived longer and then over time made human lifespan much shorter? So... One commentary, medieval commentary, Chiskuni points out that the length of human life may have been a part of the source of their problems. If you know you have 500 years to live, there's no rush, right? You may as well live through your adolescence at least till you're 100, 200. I mean, you've got a long way to go, right? right? You got, why, why would you rush to get on with your life? Even more so, people were not afraid of death, right? One of, our, one of the biggest drivers of humanity is our fear of death are knowing that we have a limited number of years to live, so we have to make an impact now. We can't afford to waste our lives. In a sense, our shorter lives, 70, 80 years lives, um, which gives us much less time. Average person, 70 to 80 years, is about 25,000 to 35,000 days total. That's all you live. So you need to make the most of every single day. If you know that you're going to live 25,000 to 35,000. If you can make it into well into your 90s, you may get 40,000 days. That's it, right? You miss one day, you don't have that many days to kind of give up, right? I mean, it's, it's a big number, 40,000, but it's not that big. You don't have that many days to, to let go. Life is too short. We can't afford to waste our lives. So there's a certain advantage to... Um, there's a certain advantage to shorter lives over longer lives. <coughs> the Orachayim gives us, based on Kabbalah, a mystical explanation as to why people used to live very long. The Arizal, the great Kabbalist Arizal teaches that each person has a mission and purpose. God gives you a mission to what we call birur, to um, cleanse, or tikkun, to cleanse certain parts of this world by following God's commandments, doing mitzvot, doing various good things, making an impact. People have a role to cleanse and to do certain things in this world. Our souls are made up of the mission that is given to us. So essentially our soul, our life, is essentially one and the same as the mission and purpose that we have. So that is why he explained. Now, every day in our life is another mission. So our life is broken up into days, and every day is a mission. So a person is given, and because every day is a mission, that's why we need to go to sleep every night. Not just to give our brains time to rest, but it's also a time for our soul to kind of give up, uh, give God back that day's mission, mission accomplished, onto tomorrow's mission. And that, so every person is given a certain number of days to accomplish various things. So God, in, in Psalms, we say, Yamim Yutsaro, God creates days. 
Each person, when a person's born, God says, this is the number of days you're going to live. 35,000, 40,000. You have a certain number of days you're going to live. That's it. When your time is up, it's up. You have that number of days to live. Now, we can sometimes extend it and we can extend lives. Sometimes people's lives are shortened for various reasons. It's a discussion of its own. We, one day when we get into, I think we once did a class on Gilgul, on the Jewish kind of version of reincarnation. So, um, so, but our soul is made up of these missions, these days. And so every day, our soul, when we finish that day's mission, we give back that day's mission to God, and we continue to fulfill the next day's mission. And that, he explains, is the reason, that's the secret to human aging. Why do humans age? Why do we get weaker as we get older? So he explains the reason is because your energy comes from your soul. And you start off with 40,000 parts to your soul because you're going to live 40,000 days or 30,000. And then as you get older, your soul gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller because there's less days left to live. Every day you fulfill your mission, part of your soul goes back to God. So your soul gets smaller, it gets weaker. And as a result, humans age, your body gets weaker as well. So he therefore explains that in the early days of humanity, in our earlier days when humanity first began, there was a lot to do, a lot to accomplish, a lot to achieve. So God had these giant missions for people, 900-year missions. They were really a lot. God gave the souls a lot. But they didn't always do such a good job. So all the days that they messed up, all the missions that they failed to accomplish, or they even caused more damage, those parts of the soul then get spun off, which is in Hebrew, Gilgul, they get spun off to create new missions and new souls. And so at first, there's a lot of work to do. So God, everyone gets kind of this big chunk of work to do. Then as that work gets worked through with parts of it not being fulfilled, there's smaller and smaller bites left for every subsequent soul. So over time, lifespans got shorter because there were smaller bites for the beginning of life. There were a lot of big bites for everyone, big jobs for everyone. And then over time, now we don't got the original jobs were all long given out. And now we're all cleaning up, right? All the things that other people didn't get to do. And our souls are generated, spun off, Gilgul, from previous souls and the missions that they failed to do. And so as a result, over time, lifespans got significantly shorter. Yes, Annette? Yes, the, so the Talmud says that about, about Abraham. So that it would indicate that he was going to at some point die. Yes, the Talmud, says that, that, the Talmud says something along those lines about Abraham, yes. Okay. Yes, Anne. I'm confused. <laughs> I don't understand um, on the mission. Okay, so I thought at first that there was like one mission. You have different goals each you know, day or each you know, month or year. But you have one overall mission. And why would God, <clears throat> even though you are completing and doing things, say, say you did everything just right, okay? Followed the commandments, did everything. Why, why would he take away part of your soul? Why wouldn't he continue to give you more missions? Why, why so he sometimes he does give you more missions, but generally a person has a certain number of missions, and that's, that's what you get. You've got, to fulfill that, you've got to fulfill your role. That's your purpose. There is a concept called ibor, um, which is that souls evolve in their lifetime. Your mission can sometimes evolve. But again, generally you get a certain number of days, and that's what you get to live. One mission, like one big mission, everybody has no. like one mission. Our mission is, in the Arizal's view, our mission is made up of many, many parts. Uh, it could be we have some primary um, parts to our mission. Um, in other words, our goal is to f 
fulfill our mission within a certain framework, um, within a certain type of thing, um, or there may be kind of a climax to our mission, but yeah, the mission is made up of many, many parts. So to conclude, what we do believe, we do believe that the um, human lifespan was, was much longer, that's what the Torah tells us. We don't believe, it doesn't make sense to, to suggest that the years then were different. It doesn't work with the rest of the Torah's description. The answer is it doesn't fit. Um, so we do believe they were longer. Either specific people lived longer, as Maimonides suggests, or everyone lived longer. Um, but regardless, God made our lifespans shorter. And as um, Rav, Rav Chaim ben Atar explains, the reason is because each person has a short lifespan because you get a certain number of days in order to fulfill your mission. And so today that our lifespans are a little bit shorter, while well, we wait for a day that our lifespans will be longer, as we mentioned earlier when Moshiach comes, it's important to remember and keep in mind the value of our days. Every day needs to be valued. There's no, you don't want to waste a day. In fact, today with our shorter lifespans of 70, 80, 90 years, now that we do have shorter lifespans, you, and you only have between 25,000 and 35,000 days on average, some people make it to 40,000 or a little bit more, that's not a lot of days. The most valuable thing that God gave you then are days, right? You have more money than that in the bank than the number of days that you have. Um, at least, not everyone has, but most people do, especially with inflation. So, um, but you're, there's no inflation on days, right? That doesn't inflate at all. In fact, as you get older, the days you have left get less and less and less, which means the value of each day becomes more and more and more. When you're, when you're 10 years old, you still are, or 20 years old, you still have 20,000 days left, 25,000 days left. When, as you get older, you have less and less and less days to go. So it becomes all the more valuable and reminds us of the importance of using each day. Um, there's a famous um, Jewish poem that essentially, um, people worry about their loss of day of money, but don't worry about the loss of days. Money can come back. Days, you never get back. So your days are worth a lot more than anything else that you have. So take advantage, maximize it, use the most of it.